At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Robert Howie, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, a sticker, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. Hi, Misa isn't Judge or Binks, and Yusa isn't listening to That Story Show. Because nobody is listening to That Story Show. Oh, Misa and Deepuru now. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into a sleeve. I was I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're sharing hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. It's episode 178, brought to you the week of April 29th, 2021. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison, and special guest, um, well, she's here, and she's filling in for John, because John is at his son's play that he talked about in the last episode, and and John's son James is touching shoulders and hands and heads with with a, a human rug. So my wife is filling in. Everybody say hi to Jennifer. Hello. Was I supposed to say hi to myself? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know what to do. I'm sorry. It's all right. You're supposed to sing a song. We, I'm not going to do that. You're going to sing. But my wife's here to fill in, and I'm excited because I, I'm always excited whenever she takes an interest in something I'm doing. And um, I don't do much, so you know this is this is pretty good. Thank you for being on the show, Jen. No problem. Yeah, um, we always start with an opening story, and this one is called "A Bee Did It." I recently discovered, said Sarah Anderson, your podcast, and my mind has been racing to find the right story to share with you. I know you already did your car theme podcast, but it inspired me to share my own car story with you. I have always had a fear of bees and wasps, and now I know no one likes getting stung, but my fear was intense, and it made me a bit irrational. And I remember using our vacuum, for instance, to suck up a wasp in our house, and then I put the vacuum outside and locked the door. So that's where her fear level mm. was. Yeah. In uh, my, my fear, I was sure they could open the door and still get to me. So... Anyhow, that's, that's extreme fear <laughs> <laughs> because wasps can't open doors no matter what. But no, anyway. no, maybe. But if they banded together and had the willpower and they could organize or, or went through it like a hole in the door. True, true. Anyhow, now that you understand my fear a bit, here's my car story. I was in college driving home from work when I heard the distinct sound of a ticked off wasp in the vehicle. I looked around and I finally saw it in my rearview mirror, bumping around the back window, clearly getting more and more upset that he couldn't get through the glass to harass some other poor soul. For some reason, my mind just kept saying, keep driving, even though I was on a backcountry road and could have easily pulled over. However, in my fear inducing driving, I was not paying attention to the road and I ended up sideswiping my car on a tree. Hmm. And it crushed both doors on that side of the car and broke the window out. I was so upset that I drove the car to the nearest house and they let me call my dad. And I sat with the nice couple who were watching the Summer Olympics until my dad arrived about 45 minutes later. And he made me drive my own car home. So I'm really not sure why I even called him and why he had to come out to help me anyway. But he did, however, help me fix my car. And I drove with plexiglass duct tape to the window area and bailing wire holding my door closed. So 
Sounds like something that would happen in my life. <laughs> I would have people ask me all the time, what happened to your car? And all I would say was a bee did it. So anyway, I hope to hear my story on the show. Keep up the good work, Sarah Anderson. So does that bell mean we heard the story on the show? Yeah, a lot of people say, I hope it gets on the show. And mm-hmm. whenever we say whenever we say that, it's it the bell rings. Yeah. Oh, okay. So So it's not an angel getting its wings. It is also that. <laughs> it is a lot of things. It's a meme. <laughs> it's it's just what it is. So um so anyway, who who wants to go first? Um uh oh wait, wait, we gotta play weekly rewind. Let's do it. Rewinding. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, weekly rewind is where we tell a story from the last seven days or so. And um, who wants to go first? Because I I can go first. That way, there's less pressure. Okay. All right. But my story's well, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so my dad has been visiting for the past few days. Yeah. And um, so on Tuesday night, I decided, well, I'm going to cook dinner. And I cook burritos. It's like a copycat Chipotle recipe. And it's really good. And there's a lot of like parts to it. There's like you grade the cheese and you make the rice and you have to cook the chicken and marinate the chicken and make the beans. Anyway, so I'm working on cooking this and my dad's here and my dad really likes to talk like all the time. So he is (laughs) talking to me the whole time I'm cooking. Constant, completely you know, unconcerned that I'm trying to like time everything and, and you know, cook cook everything right. So I'm taking off, I, th- I think it was the cheese, you know, getting the cheese ready to be grated. And I had the rice, I had just put it on the stove to boil it. And apparently I turned on the wrong boiler or the wrong uh, burner. Uh-huh. So the, um, I had, I guess, left a piece of plastic from the cheese on the stove, you know how you just kind of right. lay things it's a, around. It's a glass top, yeah, burner thing. And uh, so it started smoking and and you know making awful sounds and looked like it was about on fire. <laughs> so, and so then, you know, I'm I'm trying to balance all this stuff, and the um, there's plastic burning to my stove. There's smoke coming up. I'm all worried it about... It smells really bad. It smells horrible. I'm all worried about the smoke alarm. I'm also worried about trying to get my dinner done. And then my dad decides he's going to help me clean. Well, first he was telling me how to clean it, which wasn't very helpful because that was just stressing me out. Because you know me. If someone starts telling me all this stuff all excited, I'm, I get all... I'm a mess. And then... Um, and then it's really smoky, and I didn't want the smoke alarm to go off. Mm-hmm. And you were down here. Yeah, I was down in my office in the basement. And usually you kind of handle this stuff, because I'm not really great when uh, things start falling apart. But anyway, so I opened the back door. But I didn't know things were falling apart. Well, they they slowly fell apart. You so. actually called down and said... Um, nothing's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's on fire, nothing to worry about. Yeah. Just go on about your business. So I was relaxed, and I was not on call. And so I opened the back door to get the smoke out. And we have a very long, narrow house. So I thought you had said something about crosswinds and that I should open the front door, too, yeah, yeah. to uh, to get the smoke, to, you know, get the airflow all the way through. Yeah. So We I, don't have an attic fan or anything. Yeah. So so I do all that. And, um, and of course... I'm still trying to cook, and Dad's still trying to to scrape the plastic off the burner. And so my dad has a dog that he loves, I think, more than anything else in the world. Yeah, he admitted that to me. Pri- uh, definitely privately. more than uh, his kids, more than anything else. <laughs> but um, And our dogs don't generally, like, if you open the door, for some reason they just don't leave. I don't really know why. But uh, this is not the case with his dog. So suddenly, I had opened the door to get this great crosswind, not even thinking twice because our dogs uh, don't leave. And suddenly, my dad's dog is gone. Just and, gone. And we live in the city on a on a street. It's not a main street, but it's a street that cars drive down very fast and many places for said dog to go. This little con- and to get run over. This little country dog <laughs> that's used to like wilderness and stuff, not cars. So then m- the dog is missing. That my house is full of smoke, there's plastic on my burner, my dinner is all off kilter, and the dog, my dad's favorite thing in the world is missing. (laughs) 
So, Jane, you you happened to like come up right no, around. I didn't that. just happen. I heard that the dog was missing, okay. and I panicked because of all of the things that you just said, and the fact that it's the city, and the dog could just disappear so fast. So I ran up the stairs. Yeah, you ran up to to like help save the dog. Yes, the dog was missing. We weren't even sure if the dog had gone out the back door, or the front door, or what the dog had done. So I went out the back door looking for it. James runs out the front door looking for the dog. We're all frantically looking. And we look over at the neighbor, and they have a little fenced-in yard, and the dog's just sitting in the fence. Behind the fence, just chilling. Yeah. She had, like, walked into the fenced yard, and then she's just kind of trapped like a cow. I mean, she's just kind of standing at the she, corner. She's not the smartest dog. <laughs> but, so, so she was safe, thank goodness, and we found her very quickly. But, um, yeah, it, it was just a lot of chaos. A lot of it. There was burning, there was dinner, and dinner did turn out after all, so. Yeah, and, and the smell did go away. And the dog was fine. Yeah. So, it all all went well, but it was a very exciting 30 minutes or so. <laughs> it was felt more like 30 seconds, but. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, my story's about your dad, too. <laughs> he, he brings a lot of stories with him. <laughs> so, we go out to eat the night that he comes in. And uh, we go to a local place called Cyberg's, and uh, it's in Fenton? Uh, Arnold. Arnold. There we go. So we go uh, down there, and we're sitting at the table. The kids are there. My wife's there, me and and, and Charles. And uh, Charles looks at me, and he goes, James. <laughs> and, <laughs> he always says that, James, he wants you to answer yeah, a question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you are the smartest computer guy I know. I'm like, uh-oh, what is this? <laughs> and he pulls out what I immediately take to be a little USB flash drive, a little one of the micro ones. So That's I take it from him. What I thought it was, too. It's just to give you an idea of what it is, it, it's a two-parter piece of material here. It is plastic, black plastic on one side, and then it's connected to a clear plastic uh, with uh, that, that has... Uh, copper pieces running through it and i immediately grab it and go to pull off the black part thinking okay this is the cover for the usb uh plug and you know and i'll show him what it is and he he asked me is that a usb thing i, I don't know what to call it and i'm like no because it won't come apart and, and he's like well what is it and i look at it and and there's two holes that f obviously for a plug on the black part and then there are two contacts two metal contacts on the other side it's probably a car fuse or something like that i mean where did you know where where did you find this he's like i just found it where, but where did you find it where and why is it of value it has copper in it it's copper he loves he loves uh he loves precious, precious metals. metals yeah he's very very interested in yeah metals and so it's getting passed around the table and everybody's kind of touching it and poking it and, and looking at it. And he says, you can't take a picture of it and put it on like Pinterest and it tell you automatically what it is. And I'm like, I, I know that like Amazon and Google have some basic photo recognition technology. Like you could take a picture of a box of cereal and it'll tell you the product, you know, based on that. It, it, but even that's not very dependable but i don't know of anything that you could just take a picture of some random part of a car and it it just pops it up oh that's item number four seven six eight four made in 1977 and blah 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 so anyway um out of all of us at the table that didn't know what it was my daughter of all people uh suddenly pulls up an image on her phone she goes this is the mouthpiece of a flipping um vape device and she's like i promise i don't vape <laughs> <laughs> and she shows it and sure enough there's the there's the image so the black part was the mouthpiece and the two little plugs that i saw were the part where you suck the freaking vapor through and all of us realize instantly we've got COVID now because some freaking hipster's mouth has been on this thing. And we're just touching it. And we're just passing touching it all, passing around. So everybody but me gets to go 
and and wash their hands immediately. I have to stay with the sodas. Oh, I didn't know that. So that no, they didn't think we abandoned. Oh, you know, yeah. the the place. And uh, <laughs> so I go in to the bathroom after a few people come back, and Charles is still at the urinal. And I'm like, dude, you brought a, a pox upon my house. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what made you pick that up off the street? Because because I asked him, I, I did. I said, where'd you get it? Oh, I found it. Where did you find it exactly? On the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> It was basically like the equivalent of a cigarette, but yes. we're just passing it around. Exactly. Spreading the COVID. Here, this was uh, on someone's mouth. Why don't we just suck on it, too? Uh, it's just so, like... Yeah. Anyway. Blah. I don't think there was copper in it either, by the way. No. I, I mean, I think there was, but what? Who cares? Yeah. How much of it was there? He I, said it might be a cent worth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me just give you a penny and help you avoid the plague. Yes. So, anyway. James, what is this? Mm. You're the smartest computer guy I know. What is this? So, anyway. Um, I, while, while we're here, I'll, I'll use this as an announcement time. Um, I'm streaming live every Tuesday um, at 4 p.m. Central Time. So, that's 5 p.m. Eastern and uh, it's two hours away if you live in California, and it's you know one hour away if you live in the mountains. But uh, YouTube.com slash NLCast, I'm streaming Minecraft and telling stories, and we've got two episodes up now, and they're doing pretty good. So I'd love for you to either join a live stream, and if you can't join a live stream, go over to NLCast and subscribe and watch the videos because they're edited and available. Uh, I also stream during the week, so if you're somebody that likes to watch gaming, stuff like that, I've been uh, streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash NLCast. Follow me and uh, be a part of the magic. Um, can I tell about my favorite part on your first one? Um, or is that a spoiler? <laughs> it's kind of a spoiler, but I want to hear you say it anyway. So go ahead. Well, there's a certain part in the first one. <laughs> There's actually multiple parts where you kind of meet a... I, I don't want to give anything away, but you're not alive anymore. <laughs> Which, you know, I thought you were a really good gamer. I am! I, I had a rough start. I was nervous. And there's one part where you're just... You're being a little bit overconfident. Yeah. Right? You're, you're just talking about you have a grand plan... Mm-hmm. And you have very little health, mm-hmm. and you you have a grand plan to plant some watermelons and do some stuff, <laughs> and then something very upsetting happens. So is that like you know? <laughs> I got shot by a skeleton right after I said, "I know I'm only on one heart." <laughs> Just... <laughs> and it was so great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I greatly enjoyed that part. She... <laughs> so if you guys want to kind of fast forward to halfway through. <laughs> It's really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, a bit of fan mail, and uh, people have said it's very fun to watch you die. And I'm like, oh, yeah. goodness. Goodness. That's not the part that's supposed to be fun, but whatever. Well, you do get really excited. Like, really <laughs> upset and not really excited. <laughs> I, you're very expressive if about you, your If death. you want to hear a grown man cry and laugh at the same time, then go check it out. All right. iTunes Reviews brought to you by MyPodcastReviews.com. Um, love the show says love it. She says, hi, I love the show and I listen to it all the time. I am doing a lot of stuff from home and this podcast keeps me entertained. I was listening to the G rated F bomb episode and you guys were talking about, uh, people doing their business in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that happens at summer camp sometimes. Were you talking about you and John doing your no, business? Oh, okay. No, good, good. no, no. Just wanted to clarify. I am a swimmer on a swim team, and I am constantly at the pool. And there have been like five times where the lifeguards have had to clear the pool and scoop the poop with the net thing. Anyway, love the whole show. I don't want to be one of those people that's like, I hope it makes it on the show, but I do kind of hope this makes it on the show. (laughs) So there you go. We got one more. I love that I can safely listen with my kids. Can you? Can you really? I am bummed that the early episodes got removed. Well, that was temporary. They're back now. We, we, we thought we needed to remove them. We were having trouble with Spotify. And Spotify, it was, turned out to be Spotify's fault. So all 
of the episodes are restored to the main feed. But anyway, I'm loving going through the episodes that are there. My family is going on a road trip this summer from Texas to Pennsylvania, and this podcast will definitely be a part of our listening enjoyment. Love the show. I have no heck of an idea why anyone wouldn't listen to this podcast. Blair Bone. So thank you so much. We love we love uh, reviews, uh, especially Apple reviews. So if you listen to us on iTunes, get over there and review us. It'll be awesome. So there you go. Um, so is that all all of it for you? What do you mean? Is that um, your weekly updates? I, th- I, I thought I saw one more. Oh, I thought I only had to do one. Oh, okay. But That's- I can. It's kind of short. Okay. So... So um, this is another one concerning my dad, because really our life is kind of boring. But when dad visits, a lot of fun things happen. Okay. So Jay's downstairs and my dad's downstairs and he's yelling. He's yelling at Jay. He's all upset, like freaking out, yelling. And he's got. uh, So I I bought Splenda. So I use Splenda in my oatmeal in the morning. Mm. And um, what's your dad's opinion on Splenda? So my dad thinks it's poison. He says that it's the reason I wouldn't have to diet if I didn't use like sweetener. I don't know. He he's very opposed. He's pro sugar. He's pro sugar. Now, granted, you have to imagine my dad has like the metabolism of I don't know a racehorse or yeah, something. He like, can eat anything. He can eat anything, and he doesn't. And he right. does. He eats more than I've ever seen a human eat. But um, skinny, anyway, skinny as a rail. Um. So I I I feel like his opinion on sugar or not sugar is really not that valid. But anyway, <laughs> um, so he's freaking out. He's yelling at Jay. He has my Splenda bag that I had bought from Sam's to make my stuff. Um, it's you know one of those big big things of it, and he's holding it. He's looking in it and he's yelling. And I'm like, what's he doing with the Splenda? He's so opposed to Splenda, and and he's he's pointing to the coffee. He's yelling at Jay. Jay's like just confused. And he's like, is that Splenda? And he's pointing to, so I have a, like a sugar bowl next to the coffee. And I, apparently he's been using it all week to in his coffee. And he's convinced that I have poison. He said, did you poison me with Splenda? <laughs> <laughs> and he's freaking out. and Because and he thinks the sugar bowl. He thinks I filled the sugar bowl with Splenda. And he's trying to check the Splenda bag to see if the sh- the Splenda looks the same as sugar. Oh. And whether or not like he could like figure it out. Uh. I don't know why I just didn't taste it. Because it doesn't taste like sugar. But anyway. Because I mean, it's, it's poison. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You, you don't want to taste the poison. Jay's so confused because he doesn't know why he's yelling. And he has no idea whether or not it's sugar or Splenda because Jay doesn't drink my coffee. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) nor does he care. But um, so but it it was good news. That was, in fact, regular sugar. And my dad did not get poisoned. Thank God. I think he did prematurely open my bag of Splenda, though, because I had two from Sam's and I only had one open. I have no idea. But anyway. It was a big chaos. It was it was panic at the disco right yes, there. Almost almost poisoned my dad with Splenda. So. Uh, well, you know, I'm I'm glad that um he didn't die here because we would have to transport the body back to Georgia. That's true. Where he's from. And that would be a that would be expensive. It would be. I would imagine. Because they, they wouldn't put him in a seat. An airplane seat? Yeah. I don't think they, I think they have to put you in the cargo hold. Yeah, I think they do. I think they have to load you in you a box. You could do kind of like a weekend at Bernie's and just kind of bring them along. <laughs> hey, just keep the Splendo away. Anyway. Anyway, let's do our uh, listener stories right about now. Is there anybody at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
Today's stories are sponsored by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist because that's what they do. And you can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's convenient because it's online. You can start communicating in just under 24 hours. It's, uh, it's great. You get your own counselor and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You're, you're not following a bunch of online courses or reading a book. You get to interact with real people. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. And there is a broad range of expertise available. You can check every single person out on, the, on there and find out what they're good at and pick someone specifically catered to your needs. Uh, and that's not always available, especially in rural areas where choices are limited. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash that story show. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that story show. And thanks to betterhelp.com for sponsoring uh, our podcast. We appreciate it. This story is called Horrible Hiding, and it's from Liam. He says, so there's two details I need to tell you before my story. First, I am a smaller guy. At the time when this story took place, I was probably about 4'10". Second, I can fall asleep quite easily, even if I'm uncomfortable. That must be nice. It's got to be a teenage thing. So back in September of 2019, my youth group was doing this big event at my friend's farm, and we would be making a big fire, roasting marshmallows, playing lots of fun games. And the thing I was most excited for, though, was the big game of hide-and-seek that we would be playing at the end. This farm we were at was quite large, and there was a lot of good places to hide, and I knew I had a slight advantage because I had been there many times. So when the day of, of, of the event came, me and the rest of my youth group had a ton of fun roasting marshmallows, playing yard games, and exploring the farm. Well, the time to play hide-and-seek came, and all the leaders started to count while all the kids ran in every direction, I knew exactly where I was going to hide. There was this place on the farm where several hay bales were stacked together, and there was this tiny little narrow pathway of sorts between the hay bales where I could squeeze through and get into this secluded place in the middle. I was probably the only kid in my youth group who could fit. And I positioned myself so that no one could see me through the narrow pathway, and I waited. And after about 15 minutes, I was getting kind of bored, so I pulled out my phone and I played some Minecraft. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> not not when we were kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> no not, Minecraft, no phone, nothing. No, we just no, had to sit there. No games. You're already no. playing a game. It's called hide and seek. You yeah, know? that's the only game you get. <laughs> <laughs> One at a time, please. More time passed and I started to get kind of tired. <laughs> I closed my eyes and fell asleep. Kids can sleep anywhere, can't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently. When I woke up, it was much darker outside and I heard people shouting my name. Ugh. It still didn't click with him, though. I looked at my watch and I saw that a full two hours had passed since I fell asleep. I heard the two shouts hours. getting closer and I was debating in my mind whether or not to reveal myself. See, he's still in the game. To him, it's still going on. Two hours. Since I thought I might be the last person hiding, I did, I did not go through with this, though. I decided that I would stay there a little longer until someone finally found me. It wouldn't be that long until they found me, right? Wrong. I ended up sitting there for another 35 minutes. I decided that I might as well reveal myself since I assumed I had won the game. I squeezed through the hay bales and walked out for a couple of minutes until I found someone and they escorted me back to where the fire was and I found my mom and dad both with worried looks on their faces. I couldn't care less about that though because I'm a dumb kid. I had won the game. <laughs> my youth pastor asked me where I was hiding and I said, by the edge of the farm in the hay bales, and a smile crept across his face, he told me that where I was hiding was off limits. So in the end, I lost the game, and I got grounded for two weeks because I didn't come when people were calling for me, telling me the game was over. Liam. <laughs> I can't imagine being those parents. I know. And middle schoolers are just dumb. I'm sorry. 
What what is the logic here? People are calling for me. So I'll wait another thirty five so minutes. So I'll wait another thirty five minutes. I mean it'd been two hours. Like what game of hide and seek goes on two hours and doesn't restart? Uh, uh yeah. But I've gotta win. And what did he what would he have won anyway? I gotta win. <laughs> See, that's why kids are not allowed to make major decisions. <laughs> They can't get tattoos and stuff. Yeah. They're just, anyway. <laughs> so share with us uh, a secret society story. Okay. This is brought to you by Sarah. Do I say where she's from? Sure. Uh, from Vassar, Michigan. I might have said that wrong, but I got Michigan right. All right. My family has a Sunday night tradition of watching America's Funniest Videos after evening church and having popcorn. One time I was in the kitchen making popcorn and my eight-year-old daughter yells from the living room, Mom, there's a family in the audience with 10 kids, and the whole family has the same outfit on, even the parents. <laughs> so I think, wow, that's weird. That must be some sort of homeschool family, and the mom has sewed them all matching clothes. <laughs> you know, kind of like when you're, they all wear white T-shirts and jeans or yeah, something like that. Yeah, for a photo. <laughs> yeah. Later, I'm watching the show with her, and the camera pans to the audience. They show a row of people in matching shirts, neckerchief, neckerchiefs, <laughs> Shorts and tall socks. My daughter yells, there they are, the whole family, and they all have matching outfits. I guess she's never seen a Boy Scout troop before. <laughs> Hope this makes it on the show. Oh, 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 I'm off my... There it is. That's <laughs> a little sweat in that one. <laughs> so, that is crazy, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess it's not near as common as it used to be. So, yeah, I mean, homeschool families... Um, Oh, this is a homeschool family? Well, no, 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 no. She thought it was a homeschool family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where her mind went originally is she thought, you know, hey, yeah. they're wearing a matching outfits. And, and homeschool families are kind of known for for yeah. the, the possibility of doing that. Uh, but uh, at least they don't have uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Homeschool family uniforms. You're part of the Kinnison family now. <laughs> you will wear this neckerchief. You will wear these high... Tall socks. Tall socks and, <laughs> and high, shorts. High heels and shorts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would look kind of weird if you've never seen it before. Yeah. I don't know that our kids have ever seen a Boy Scout uniform. No, yeah, true. So Not a lot of them left, I would imagine. Not not like there used to be. Yeah, when I was in elementary school, kids would come in their uniforms and wear it all day. Yeah, I'd do it. Proud to do it. Yep. Anyway, this one's called Not Dead on Arrival, and it's from Chad. While I was in college, I had a temporary job with a local city. With with a local city, okay, they were upgrading their water meters to electric ones uh, that could be read by a truck driving by instead of someone walking around and having to check each one. So I suspect most water meters are similar across the country, but I'll explain them for the middle schoolers. It, the, it helped me too. Yeah, <laughs> the pipe from the utility company runs under the road. And at each house is a branch of uh, off the main line. That smaller pipe then runs to a meter located in an access hole in the front yard of the house and then continues up to the house. So to replace the meter, I would take the cover off the access hole. I would turn off the water to the house and then I would lie on the ground and try to squeeze a couple of wrenches into the hole to remove the old and add the new meter. When I was done, I would turn the water back on, make sure there weren't any leaks, and then put the cover back on. It was a pretty good job for a college student, but I wasn't very familiar with some of the street names since it was before Google and GPS. Luckily, the utility department where I picked up new meters was right next to the police department, so I would get my daily assignment, and then I would go and ask the police officer where the streets were if I didn't know. So one day, as I was finishing up one house and getting ready to move on to the next, I heard a bunch of sirens like a block or two away. And I'm putting my tools in my truck and a police car with its siren comes tearing around the corner on the street I'm on. And he pulls up to me and turns off his siren and rolls down his window. And I'm really confused, but I figure it might be my chance to help him since they've been helping me so much. He recognizes me and asks if I've been replacing meters on the street. Yeah, I reply. And you were laying in the grass, I suppose, he asked. Yeah. He starts busting up laughing. And now I'm confused. He turns back to his car and says something to his radio and the other sirens I hear approaching all shut off at once. And finally he turns back to me. So someone had called 911 to report that there was a dead guy laying face down on the lawn, not moving. Uh. 
while he's explaining this to me, two other police cars, one fire truck, and one ambulance all drove past. None of them have their sirens on anymore, but they were all laughing as they passed, and they're all waving at me. From, uh. from then on, I was known as that dead guy <laughs> whenever the police officers would see me picking up meters. I would have to imagine this is a smaller place that doesn't get a lot of deaths. Yeah. Because I think in St. Louis, you might get one car and it would come kind of slow. Is it, there's a dead guy? Okay, oh, we'll send somebody eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, he did, he's not actively dying. We'll yeah. wait on that. Yeah. Like, are you sure he's dead or is he just passed out? Uh. No, we don't really want to check either. Can you wait till tomorrow? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a busy afternoon. So we got a lot of dead people. <laughs> if he's already dead, we can't do much anyway. Yeah. But yeah, they sounded like they were really dreading this <laughs> encounter. Could you imagine the old lady that saw this dead guy in their in their lawn though? <laughs> well, it would be odd if you came home and there was somebody laying in your lawn. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't expect that if well, it could happen here, but <laughs> I would I would investigate a little mm. bit. I might go kick him or something, you know? Yeah. I'd be a little scared, but yeah. <laughs> But you know that cop was so relieved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, who wants to deal with the dead guy? <laughs> anyway. All right. This one comes from Jayla. And um, so she says, my ama. It's a, it's a kid story, oh, by the way. Oh, a kid story. Am I supposed to say that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a story from a kid. A kid story. My ama. I assume I'm saying that. That's her name for grandma, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Ama. Ama. And I were getting ready to eat some yogurt. I tipped the yogurt container over the sink to pour out the water that sometimes sits on top. When I poured the water out, the chunk of yogurt, the whole chunk of yogurt slid out and went splat on the bottom of the sink. Yuck. Yeah, that is just terrible. Like, why don't pour out the water in the first place, but anyway. Yeah, just mix it in. Yeah, that's just what you do. Anyway, my ama and I laughed really hard and then both started scooping up the yogurt off the bottom of the sink to get it back in the container. And that is just not sanitary. No. This is the difference between a parent and a grandparent. <laughs> because if my kid did this, I would be yelling at him and be like, you ruined all the yogurt. No, you're not going to eat it. That is disgusting. You don't know what's been in that sink. But no, you're a grandparent and you're just like, you know what? That's hilarious. I love you. I love everything you do. Let's just eat the yogurt anyway because I'm really old and who cares? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway so let's remember this when our kids leave their kids with us and we're eating yogurt out of the sink no yeah. cares in the world <laughs> just go ahead and dump it all in there gosh mike i'd be like what's wrong with you jenna why were you dumping out the yogurt anyway uh, oh maybe i'm just a little more high strung than ama <laughs> <laughs> you you are a germaphobe yes yes i get really especially the sink yeah. Like, maybe if it fell on the counter, I wouldn't be as upset. But the sink just feels like it's full of chicken guts. <laughs> <laughs> just it's the spirit of yeah. chickens gone past. Exactly. Uh, all right. This one's good. It's from Ella Rogers from uh, Iwa Kunini, Japan. And uh, it's called Lame. So around this time, I was coming out of being four years old. And I was in middle school. I was a middle child. I'm sorry. Wow. I was like a genius. I was a four-year-old middle schooler. <laughs> I was awesome. No, I fit the stereotype of middle child perfectly. I was mischievous, odd, quite strange at times. Intensify that by adding some homeschool to the mix, and that made me all the more unique. But James, don't you dare press the homeschool button. I was an unemployed toddler then and not yet the age to go to school. Well, it didn't count then, so... There you go. You're not homeschooled. Anyway, now that I have tried to justify my actions as much as I can, let's get straight into the story. I was eating birdseed, just to be blunt. The kind of birdseed that has peanut butter in it, and it tasted nice. Like a, so disgusting. <laughs> like a bowl of crunchy nuts mixed with dried peanut butter chunks. Don't, uh. don't ask me why my mom was feeding the birds nut salad, but she was, and I loved it like a bird. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I was on my third or fourth heaping handful, and my sister, who was five at the time, shrieked at the sight of her baby sister covered in seeds, smattered with peanut butter, grinning ear to ear, and chewing nuts oozing out of my mouth. Oh, it's so messy and just terrible. Just <laughs> terrible. 
bird seed. It was the peanut butter. I'm telling you. Just, you know, my sister frowned at the disaster and told me she was telling our mom that I was eating bird food. <laughs> As she should. Yes. I'm, I'm on the sister's side. I naturally am getting angry at my tattling sister, and I reached into the depths of my toddler mind and reached out the darkest, most hurtful, and most vulgar word I could think of. I called her lame. <gasps> I said to her in my whiny, stuttering, and quite peeved toddler voice, well, well, you're lame. And my sister's face turned white. She took a few steps back and then started crying. And she ran to my mom telling her that I had said some kind of bad word. And she's sobbing the whole time. The saddest part that until last year at the age of 12, my homeschooled sister finally realized that lame wasn't a cuss word. She always blushes every time I remind her of this years later. And she still mumbles under her breath. Well, it's still not a very nice word. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys liked it. And it was written well Mm -hmm. enough. This story is dedicated to my lovely sister, Ariel, who is one of my favorite people other than Mr. JK and Mr. JS. I don't know who that could be, but. So I have to say here that this is why you don't homeschool your your kids, (laughs) because then they can learn real cuss words. (laughs) So uh, please, uh, P.S., please get John's James back on. Just little James. Just sometimes. So confused about that for a second. Like John's James. Is James John's James? He did a spoontastic (laughs) job with his story. He didn't do a good job last week. The audio was off. And that's my fault. We got a lot of complaints, but uh, but the but the episode was a good episode, and John, little Johnny did great. So or J- James, little yeah. James, I keep calling him Johnny. Uh, his brother's name is Johnny, but yeah, he did great. So there we go, Jen. I I picked a great story for you to read. Okay, uh, I hope you appreciate it. Oh, I can't read this. This <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. This is from Alongi a Phil. Okay. The story takes place when I was... Wait, 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 what's it called? Boxer Boys. Yeah, you have to say the title. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I, I take time to make up the titles. You have to read Oh, them. I thought the title was from the email, and I didn't know no. it. I thought it was optional. I don't think I told the title before. Oh, yeah. you said a kid's story. I've been correcting you every time. I'm sorry. You didn't tell me these rules. Okay. Well, now you know. This story takes place when I was a senior in senior high. My youth group went on a teen conference... In Denver, Colorado, one morning, me and some friends decided to go on an early morning hike up the mountain to enjoy the sunrise. These were all guys that I was in a band with, so we were pretty close and got along well. When we got to the top of the mountain, the sun had just risen. I was hot and a bit worn out as it was the middle of July, so I was looking for a a spot to sit down. And I saw two boulders next to each other. There was one bigger one and one smaller one, and it looked like kind of a chair. So I I went over thinking it was a good place to sit and I sat down and breathed a sigh of relief. But no sooner had I settled in, I jumped right up because I had sat on a cactus. Oh no! (laughs) I didn't even know they had cactuses in Denver. It is kind of desertish. I don't think I don't think Alongi knew it either. So he figured it out. But yeah, so don't sit on cactuses or cacti. Um, The prickles were fortunately not poked directly into my butt, but they were embedded in the material of my shorts. So every time I took a step, they scraped against my butt and stung my cheek. Which is just terrible if you're hiking. It's terrible. (laughs) It's wonderful, but it's terrible. One of my friends suggested, just take off your shorts and walk back in your boxers. See, this is why kids are not allowed to make decisions. Because that's a terrible idea. These are high school kids, at least. Oh, no, yeah, that's even worse. (laughs) Everyone agree. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. I was about to protest when he said, well, we'll all wear our boxers, too. That way you won't feel embarrassed. (laughs) What the heck is the logic here? Everybody take off their pants yeah, because I, a kid sat on a cactus? I peed my pants. Well, we'll all pee our pants. And then you won't be embarrassed. Yeah. Did anybody ever think to just pull the things out of the shorts? I, I don't think they did. This is what's wrong with boys, too. They just do the easiest thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. Ugh. And any excuse to walk around in our boxers, you know. Yeah. It's high schoolers. At they, least everyone was wearing boxers. Yeah. 
So everyone agreed to this, and we all began to hike back in our boxers, which is not okay. All right. All high schooler, middle schoolers, and preschoolers, do not wear your boxers in public. No, don't do it. And don't sit on a cactus. That's anyway. the GOK for today. The Gospel yeah. of Kittison. Do not walk around in your boxers in public. And don't eat yogurt out of the sink either, because that is gross. <laughs> Just little tidbits of truth. I don't care if you're a grandparent. There's still germs. But anyway, we passed many people on the way back. Many were not amused at all. I would not have been amused. We got a lot of strange looks, and some of the people looked at us and burst out laughing. We made sure to greet everyone who passed us with a friendly hello and a wave. <laughs> when we got back, no one mentioned it again. But I have gotten called Cactus Butt once or twice that week. Yes, he deserved that Cactus Butt call. Yeah, so long he fell from Kansas City, Missouri. He says he's visited uh, our old church, Sheffield, oh, once. Cool. So he gets all the references that I make. So That's pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, we got one final story for you today. And uh, this one's called Earwig, and it's from Trevor from Missouri. Hi, that story show people. Today, something very weird happened to me. I had just finished a shower, and I go to put the shirt on over my head, and all of a sudden, I felt a freaking bug crawl into my ear. So I naturally started freaking out. And I dug inside my ear canal to discover there was absolutely nothing there at all. So puzzled, I thought about it for a second. And then I realized what must have happened. As I was pulling on my shirt, a tuft of my hair had gone inside my ear and tickled it. And that's why I freaked out and spazzed out. I'm just glad it wasn't a real bug. I, I, I'm going to get that haircut like my wife told me to do. Hope this makes your day, Trevor, from Missouri. That is, would be an awful feeling. Yeah. Ugh. Well, the reason why I mentioned it and brought it up and put it in the show is because I, I don't have you on the show very often. But one story I always like to remind you of is one this reminded me of was when the roach flew up my pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> have you told that one on yeah, the show? Yeah, I've, I've told it on the show, but it bears repeating. I would love to hear your version of the of the story so we were living in florida and there were giant giant roaches that came in your house no matter what you did not the food kind just these giant bugs yeah. we live near water they're just there and in our bedroom there was one on the wall and it was way up high like way above our heads and we were about to go to bed and i'm like james you've got to come in here and get this thing because you were you were the killer of the bugs yeah and um and so you you come in. And I'm ready for bed. Yeah. I got a t-shirt on. And shorts. And some, some loose shorts. And you're, um, you're, you're trying to like uh, smack it off the wall. Yeah, because you don't want to squish it on the wall because it will leave gut prints. Yes, they're nasty creatures. Yeah. So then the roach does what these giant roaches do, which is just terrifying, is it kind of flies. Flies around randomly kind of fly it kind of glides and it glides right towards you and i screamed and left the room because i couldn't handle the idea that like it, the, it was in you. our room yeah. i wasn't even worried about you i was worried about it running around our room <laughs> james apparently or i don't know if i left or just ran but um <laughs> you apparently dropped your shorts right there. Because the thing did this U-turn, it heads toward the ground, it does this U-turn and goes straight up my leg and into my shorts. And you're dancing. And immediately, rip! <laughs> yeah, they were I'm down. like, I'm not even going to try. We're just getting rid of the clothes. Because <laughs> there's not going to be a roach. <laughs> I was I was there with the cactus guys. I mean, it was just me uh, yeah. and the boxers. And if he yeah. had gone up my boxers, whoop, <laughs> yeah, you would have. And the good thing the door was closed. And we did catch him. I do, or at least I thought we did. Yeah, we so, did. We but did. it was terrible. They're very, very hard to kill. And they're big. They're so big. And they're very strong. Like, they have armor. They're as big as your thumb. God, they're so big. But yeah, it sure enough flew right at your shorts. Ugh. <laughs> oh. That was the worst. It was. It was the worst. Luckily, you're a Florida boy, so you, you kept your calm. Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't dance. D I did. You weren't there, apparently. I, I dropped trials as quick as crap. I, I danced out of those pants. <laughs> I was stomping, man. 
uh-huh. no Florida boy about it. Man, we know to be scared of them. Uh, stupid them and things. the alligators. <laughs> like, Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, do you have a funny life story? Have you ever had a wasp make, make you wreck your car? Have you ever fell asleep while hiding and scared the mess out of your parents? Or realized that you have a lot of preconceived ideas about homeschool people? Uh, how about having a job laying around the grass and people thinking you're dead? Have you ever eaten yogurt out of the sink? Oh. <laughs> or eaten peanut butter and bird seed? Uh, have you ever had the kind of friends who would hike in boxers to make you feel more comfortable? It's not okay. Or been freaked out by your own hair mm. thinking it was a bug? Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to that story show at gmail.com. And if we use your story, that means we owe you a sticker. So email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us because we love that. And thanks to our patrons to your, for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. Become a sponsor today and get more from your favorite podcast at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. That would be so awesome. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed. Just think, hey, this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Jen, for filling in. No problem. And uh, good luck, little James, on your uh, on your play. And uh, I hope that the rug falls deeply in love with the spoon. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Spoontastic job. Oh, I just got that. I, I did, too. That's why I said it. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.